Just boss you around here is treated like a god. I mean, I'll never find out what he could really do. I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Alive show. Please check out our sponsor, Zoomersport.com, where they manufacture every product from the same exact materials as your favorite sports balls. Baseball, basketball, football, golf, soccer, softball, tennis, and volleyball. They also do licensed products with additional colleges and universities being added weekly. Want your sports balls products with your company logo? They can also do that. Zoomersport.com, where they manufacture every product from the same exact materials as your favorite sports balls. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. You are listening to this on Keeping the Nostalgia Alive. That's all one word, keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com. After listening to the upcoming interview today, head on over, and we have over 150 interviews uh, that you can listen to, download, listen to at your convenience. Uh, I mean, we have uh, Rick Mount, Kent Benson, Gene Cady. Uh, we've even wandered out a little bit in uh, outside of Indiana, and Dan Issel, Rudy Tomjanovich. So uh, there's lots of good stuff in there, uh, uh, even interviews in there of names maybe you don't know, uh, but would like to know and to listen just to, to them talk about the great game of basketball and the history of basketball from the state of Indiana. Um, today, our guest, um, let's see, 2012 or 2013, I interviewed his father. His father gave me uh, my first interview and kind of got me really kind of uh, started uh, in what I do uh, with all of my pages on Facebook, Twitter, HoosierHysteria.net. And I kind of owe a, a lot to him. So we're, we're and, and who I'm talking about is just recently inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, and that's Coach Marty Echelbarger. And, but today we're going to speak to his son, who is the head men's basketball coach at Indiana University Kokomo. He has just come, uh, come off a 26-8 and eight season um, and a longtime veteran assistant coach under Harry Statham at McKendree University. Uh, and something that I was really surprised about and kind of neat to read about is that they were 19-0 and 0 at home this year, and that is Coach Eric Echelbarger. Eric, Coach, thanks for joining us. I know you got a busy. I know you're uh, in, enjoying coaching up there in Kokomo, but thank you for your time and kind of help keep the nostalgia alive and chat about this great game of basketball. Thank you very much, Billy, and, and thanks a lot for having me. And all you've done for my family I, I remember uh there four or five years ago when you had a chance to get with my dad and and we're, we're very grateful for that and really appreciate all you do uh for my family and just for the great game of basketball in the state of indiana so yeah i'm excited I'm, i just uh you know last year moved up here to um indiana university kokomo came from mckendry university and uh really have enjoyed my time we had a had a fun first season and still a lot of work to do ahead of us right now but uh it, it was a fun year and uh uh, we're excited about the future. 
So since it's so fresh in your mind, and it's probably you're probably kind of in a whirlwind about it, but uh, tell us about your 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 rookie season or your first season. What a what an incredible year! And uh, did you did you even think that that was going to happen? Or uh, tell us a little bit of how you put that together and and your thoughts on the season. Well, I was I was just grateful to get an opportunity to come up here to Indiana University Kokomo and and uh, to be able to be a head coach. You know, obviously been an assistant coach for 15 years and uh, was was excited to get the opportunity to lead my own program. Um, so started off in the summertime, got up here I think last June and uh, kind of got going. You know, we had some good returning players uh, off a of 17 and 15 year in 2017-2018 here at IUK. So. You know, had some pieces that were returning, but still needed a few more guys. So we, we recruited a couple more players and uh, also got a very good assistant coach this year uh, named Roosevelt Jones from Butler University. Got him to come on with us this past July. So that was, that was a really good catch for our program as well. And, uh, and then kind of was just getting ready for the season all through August, September, kind of getting to know the guys. The guys really did a nice job last summer of coming in and working really hard for us, putting in time, trying to get better. I really liked their attitude. I really that that really caught my eye quickly. Was that these guys really love to play and, and they they want to win. So uh, I knew early on that we had guys that really were dedicated to to the process. But uh, didn't I can't sit here and tell you that I that I thought our season would go like it did necessarily. I really didn't know what to expect. Totally, um, we were NAI at McKendry University up until 2012, and then we left the NAI and went NCAA. So I'd been away from that level of basketball for about seven years so I knew we had some athletes but didn't know exactly where where that was going to take us and uh you know the guys bought into what we were doing really well quickly and uh it was a healthy a healthy situation of guys working hard and and us trying to come together with them so I'm proud of really proud of what we were able to accomplish and uh you know I think you know being able to win 26 games being able to to uh win our division of the River States Conference and and uh, go to the national tournament, win a game out there, get to the final 16 in the NAI tournament. I think a lot, a lot to be proud of this past season. Tell everybody a little bit about your conference and the NAIA and uh, where you guys travel, where you guys play. Sure. The NAI uh, actually was the first college basketball tournament um, it was, it, before the NCAA ever existed. There's a, there's a whole lot of tradition in the NAI. Um, I played at that level, and then, I, like I said, I coached there for a long time. So I'm very fond of, of this uh, level of basketball. And uh, in particular here at Indiana University, Kokomo, we're in the River States Conference. Um, the River States Conference is in Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Um, so there is travel for us. Our school in Kokomo is the north, uh, the northwest school in the league. So, you know, we do have six, seven-hour uh, maybe even closer to eight hours um, out to West Virginia. So there's some long bus rides, um, but uh, but it's a really good league. Um, it's a very competitive league, and uh, I've you know I've I've enjoyed it this this season, getting to know getting to know the coaches and and just familiarizing myself back with the NAI. It's been enjoyable. You know, while you were at McKendry, um, you were in charge of scouting and recruiting. Am I am I correct? That's correct. Yeah, I was the recruiting coordinator there from 2003 to 2018. Yes. So that must help out a lot. And what are some of the like roadblocks or stuff that you got to kind of hurdle over to get players to a college that size? Well, uh, I mean, 
you just it just depends on where you're at. I mean, at McKendry, we had our recruiting base there. We were working St. Louis, Illinois, uh, a little bit into Indiana, but but more of kind of the St. Louis area, and then we went up to Chicago as well. So uh, so you know, we got some really good. I had some really good contacts over there, high school wise, and some very good contacts junior college wise over in Illinois as well. Um, so that has been able to benefit me a little bit here at IU Kokomo, although this is a state school, um, Indiana University School. So we do have to focus here at Kokomo on Indiana kids um, when, when we're looking at putting together good financial packages for them and things like that. Uh, my focus is more in Indiana, and it's a little bit harder with it being um, a state school to venture way outside of that radius, although we definitely will still, we'll still look – wherever that we can find the best player but i focus hard now on indiana and in particular staying in indianapolis and and uh and just being sure we're doing a great job recruiting this state so what was your i mean were you looking for this job did this job just pop up and how uh, tell us a little bit about the process of uh of getting to indiana university kokomo absolutely um well you know i had a wonderful situation at uh, McKendry University. I got to work for uh, a man named Harry Statham. Uh, he was college basketball's all-time winningest coach until this past February. Coach, uh, coach K passed him at Duke in February. I think Coach Statham has 1,122 wins. And I think when Duke came back and beat North Carolina State in a crazy game, that allowed Coach K to pass Coach Statham. So I had an opportunity to work for 15 years under a coaching legend, uh, but but more than you know his success on the court, he was a, is a tremendous man uh, off the court. He was a great individual to work for. Um, he had tremendous character. He, uh, we recruited the right type people, really good people at McKendry. And so you know I went to school there, and immediately upon graduation in 2003, he offered me a full time assistant coaching position there, and I I just really enjoyed my time there so I wanted to stay with Coach Statham until his time at McKendry uh, came to an end and that was this uh, past March a year ago uh, March 2018 his time at McKendry came to an end so I always knew once that was over with that I wanted to go and uh, you know ultimately be a head coach so I didn't know when that was going to happen I didn't know where that was going to happen but I I wanted to stay with coach until uh, until he, he was finished and uh, so that's where that's where it landed. Uh, he was finished in March of 2018, and then I was I was looking around and uh, for a lot of different jobs in a lot of different areas of the United States. And then this job uh, came up. It kind of made sense because uh, well, obviously my father he coached in Indiana for 35 years. Uh, I went to high school at Frankfurt, which is only 30 minutes away from here. I'm pretty well connected in this area, so things kind of fell into place from there. You know, uh, Coach Statham, you know, man, 40 out of the 46 seasons that he coached, he went to the po- postseason. Um, I, I, I think he'd still be coaching today. I mean, I, mean, I, know, I know he's getting up there in age. But, I mean, was it kind of controversial that uh, he stepped down? Is this, Does he still want to coach? Is he still involved in basketball? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he loves the game. He lives and dies basketball. And uh, I think, you know, if – uh, you know, if the if the right thing came about that, uh, you know, he may look at that. I'm speculating on that, uh, but uh, but I know he loves the game. He he, uh, you know, he he's given his whole, given his whole life to basketball and and just been an absolutely tremendous ambassador for the game of basketball from a coaching standpoint and from a player standpoint. You couldn't ask 
to have your son play for a better man than Harry Statham. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was controversial at the end. There It was an unfortunate uh, way that 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 all played out. Uh, Fifty two years he gave so much to the uh, McKinder University and did so much for them that uh, I you know I hated that uh, that that they chose to have it spin an end like that. But that that was a decision that they ended up making. So. Uh, you know, we go on, and uh, I know Coach touched thousands of lives in his time, and uh, was just an absolutely tremendous coach, tremendous ambassador for the university, and just great for the game of basketball. You know, I did not realize until until uh, I did a little research that McKendree University is the oldest college in Illinois. Yes, it is. Yeah, eighteen twenty-eight. Yep, been, it, it is one of the the um, older. It is the oldest university in the state of Illinois. And uh, in, a, in a small town called Lebanon, Illinois, it's about twenty about twenty minutes outside of St. Louis. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good school, very good school. Coach, what how nerve wracking is it to interview for coaching positions? Is it is everyone kind of the same? Everyone kind of the different? And uh, tell us a little bit about your experience in uh, your uh, the interview process and getting your job at uh, IU Kokomo. Well, for me, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you don't see too many people that 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 did it like I did it. Um, you know, most most coaches are moving and 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 climbing the ladder or or changing jobs. You know, uh, often and uh, it wasn't the case for me. You know, I was in one job for 15 years. I graduated from college and I stayed at McKendry for 15 years. So uh, it was very much a learning experience for me. You asked if it was nerve wracking. Yeah, I think it was. It was it was my first time through that ever, and I was you know. So I think uh, it, was a, it was a learning process for me to see how that, that side works and see, see how, how that process uh, plays out. But, uh, you know, overall, I just, you know, you just want to be very genuine. Um, you want to uh, just be yourself, not try to be somebody you're not. And that's basically the way that, that I did it. You know, I want to just sell myself the way I am, not try to uh, be somebody I'm not. So I, it was, you know, it worked, it worked out good. It, it was uh a situation where I felt confident I felt like I was prepared I you know I'm not uh you know I'm not a young young man uh, I put my time in as an assistant coach so I felt prepared to lead my own program so uh and I, that was very important to me I through my dad's career I've seen a lot of coaches jump into being a head coach very very young at very young ages and for me I I wasn't in a hurry to do that I wanted to be sure I learned and be sure I understood the game and understood what I needed to do before I took the next step to be a head coach so uh, from from that standpoint, I did I I do feel like I was prepared to, to make the next step. Once becoming a, a head basketball coach, I would imagine that everybody you've been associated with uh, during your coaching career, high school, uh, uh, your dad, friends of your dad, you know, where you played your college basketball uh, was, you know, they probably came out of the woodwork and trying to either a help you out, give you congratulations, and and how enjoyable was that. Oh, it was great to hear from everybody. I just, you know, there's, you just don't really realize it until, you know, you're in a situation uh, where, you, like like me, like I'm coming back to Indiana, coming back home to be a head coach. You don't know how many people are pulling for you and that want to see you do well. And Boy, I've got so many people out there that just uh, wanted to see me succeed and, and have success. And, you know, getting the job I heard from people I hadn't heard from from a long time, but they were, they were tickled to death to see that I got this opportunity. And then throughout the season this year, you know, with social media and things like that, boy, just people just so nice and wanting wanting to see my team do well and wanting to see me do well, and I appreciate it so much. Got a lot of great fans out there, I really do. 
You know, I kind of started off by uh, talking a little bit about how your dad kind of helped start me out on what what we do here at the Keeping the Nostalgia Alive show, and and I, you know, I attended Broderpool from '82 to '86, and and I have no clue. I, I've always I've always told uh, 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 Coach, your dad, and also your brothers that you know I wasn't a stalker. Um, but but um, um, just something something clicked with your dad, just coaching style, and you know I got we got to play against him several times. Um, tell us a little bit of growing up under being a coach's son, and tell us a little bit about your memories of uh, Hoosier hysteria. Oh yeah, that, that's just etched in my memory. You know, the, my my childhood and growing up from really from the time I can ever start remembering. Uh, I was in a gym, and uh, I just remember all the places we were. I think the very first memory I have was at Burbuff. Um, he was there from 1979 to 1985, and uh, I, I remember I, ha- I have some memories of, of that time there, and I know he had some g- great teams there, and then really, really start uh, having vivid memories of being at, at a Princeton from 1985 to 1990, loving to be in the gym. He wouldn't let me be in the gym. He wouldn't let me be a gym rat early on he didn't want to feel like there was any pressure but i'd always tell my mom i'd like i'd be like pay me to practice i want to go to practice i want to go see what's going on so my mom would always take me out to his practices and things like that and and uh but it's just it was great you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better childhood in that regard i just i loved basketball and i loved uh watching my dad and and uh you know like he was he he you know required a great work ethic from his players and uh, so that's what I saw from a young age. And I know, I know in my case, if I had played for a whole lot of other coaches, that I never would have been able to accomplish what I've been able to accomplish in basketball. It was all through the work ethic that he instilled in his players. And uh, so that, that his, his brand allowed me to become what I, what I did and did as a player and, and also as a, in my coaching career. So um, I attribute a whole lot to him, but a wonderful childhood. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed being around the game. What was it like playing for your dad? Uh, it was, it was great. Um, it was tough at times. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I think, you know, it's, it can be, it can be difficult for coaches' sons, or it can be positive. And in my, in the case of my dad, you know, he was going to always hold me to a little bit higher standard. Uh, than everybody else he wanted to be sure always that we were prepared and he wasn't going to put us in a situation I mean you you know you you hear about coaches playing their kids too young and things like that Uh, maybe a coach's son gets to play as a freshman you know maybe maybe play him a little bit too early maybe that happens well with my dad he went the opposite way he was going to wait till we were way over prepared to be able to do it so there was never any community pressure or anything like that about my dad playing myself or, or my brother John um, you know we were prepared and and uh, you know had a great work ethic and enjoyed it and he did a good he did a good job of, of uh, you know when we're at, when we're at practice it's about basketball when we go home you know there wasn't anything that was brought home that made it a tense situation or anything like that so uh, I love playing for my dad and uh, you know I, I just I, I said it I'm, two minutes ago so I'll say it again if I had played for anybody else I I wouldn't have been able to do what I was able to do I was not athletic I'm I'm about 5'9 I had to do everything right and I had to work my tail off 
and that happened because of of the work ethic that my dad instilled and uh the example that he showed me and, and how to do things the right way so I, I i i wouldn't change anything it was it was really a great experience eric tell us a little bit about your i know your mom uh, passed uh, but tell us a little bit about how she was associated with the game and supported you and your family with the game of basketball. Uh, she was wonderful, absolutely wonderful coach's wife, absolutely the best mom ever. Um, and, and, you know, she was an athlete. She was the first female le- uh, letter winner at Indiana University from Jennings County. Um, she played on their first softball team there, and uh, she was a heck of an athlete. Uh, back when you know when women didn't have a lot of opportunities in in athletics uh, she was kind of one of the first so uh, and then you know just just really supporting my dad and it's not easy I mean it is not easy being a coach's wife in Indiana high school basketball uh, you hear stuff in the stands you you know you got to put up with a lot of stuff not to mention she had three boys to raise as well so I mean she was absolutely fantastic uh, for for me and my brothers she was extremely supportive of my dad and the moves that he made during his career. And, uh, you know, she, she, like I said, she was an athletic lady. She would always go out and shoot baskets with me or my brothers and where she would throw a baseball with us. And, uh, she just was very supportive. And I think that's key when you're in a coaching family, you got to have, uh, that the backbone of the family. And a lot of times that's the wife that's, that's carrying the load there at home. Um, and I know my dad was very busy with his career. So, mom made things go and uh you know uh, our lives wouldn't have been anything like they were if it wasn't for her you know when i was a kid and i still have very very wide feet they're like bricks and i would have to go to a place called buster browns to get shoes occasionally Okay. Where did your did your dad use? Where is that? Where your dad got that? You know, uh, 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 you know, Buster Brown. Is that where? Did he use that term a lot in practice? I don't remember that being used. That's not that's not a term that I that I re- recall that often. I'm sure that may have been uh, probably when he was getting on somebody a little bit. He may have said that, but I don't recall it that often myself. But I mean, I was I was only in practices for about four years all the time so there's other years I wasn't there but I don't know he's he was a fiery coach he got into it he really loved his players and he wanted to see them work hard all the time and uh you know so he had he held them accountable and uh if he if they didn't get it done then he he got into them a little bit and tried made them run and you know things that things that coaches do but uh, Buster Brown. I don't know. I, I didn't hear too much of that. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, what 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 was your state of mind? What did you want to do with your life as you're you know you're completing your senior year? Um, what were your opportunities to play basketball? And tell us about where you went to. Yep. Uh, I uh, I knew from a very early age. I don't know. I guess just watching my dad and things like that. I don't ever remember wanting to do anything else other than. Uh, teach and coach so uh i there was never a thought of am i going to do this or am i going to do that like i always knew that's what i wanted to do um so i was always trying to prepare i knew i wanted to go to college and play basketball and that, that was a that was a that was a struggle for me right there just getting an opportunity to get to go play somewhere um i had to really really work hard for that i ended up uh i had a i broke my foot uh the may of the summer before my senior year so i lost the 
full summer before my senior year as far as playing in front of any kind of scouts or anything like that in AAU. And uh, so that was a big uh, setback for me. Um, so anyways, had a, had a good senior year, uh, still trying to come back from that foot injury, but it was, it was a good senior year. And then uh, not, a, not a ton of people were knocking down my doors by any means. I mean, like I said, I, I was limited. I really had to do everything right. I did get an opportunity and, uh, from Coach Dave Shellhouse. Uh, he was at uh, Moorhead State University. Now that school is called Minnesota State University Moorhead. He was up there, and he offered me a scholarship and an opportunity to come up there and play. And that's an NC, that was an NCAA Division II school. So I was thrilled to get that opportunity to go up and play for Coach Shellhouse obviously an indiana legend purdue legend you know i mean you just uh for me it was just a, a huge treat to get to go up to minnesota and play for coach so i did that my freshman year and uh and then uh coach Shellhouse uh re- retired from moorhead after my freshman year and then uh, i went to junior college in illinois for one year only central college and had a great experience there tremendous competition and and then, then from there went to McKendry and played my junior and senior year, um, which I graduated in 2003. So uh, got to play for some great coaches, some great people, and against some, some great competition. So the basketball part of it ended up working out, but it took a whole lot of hard work and grit, and it almost didn't happen for me. So I, I feel very fortunate. What was it like playing college basketball at that level? Do you, uh, I mean, share some of your memories. I mean, was travel rough? Uh, You know, tell us a little bit about your playing days. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I felt very prepared once I got to college um, for the college game, and that's because of how I was trained by my dad. He liked to play a fast-paced style of basketball. He, he, He was a defensive coach all the way. I mean, he taught defensive fundamentals and how to guard and how to be in stance and how to how to how to you know guard people and uh so i felt very prepared when i got to college to be able to contribute now still there's still limitations there so you know i had to you know i had to learn a little bit but i got up there and i did get some good playing time my freshman year up there at uh, moorhead state with coach Shellhouse, and that was a great league um you you know it's all through minnesota i think we had uh south dakota minnesota um, you know, we traveled to Michigan in that league a little bit. So uh, it's a Northern Sun Intercollegiate Conference, and uh, I felt I really, I really enjoyed that experience. And it's crazy up there at that time. Let me see, at that time up there in uh, Minnesota and South Dakota and the Dakotas, there in three states, there's only one Division One school, and that was the Golden Gophers, uh, University of Minnesota. Past that, every school in a three states was Division was Division Two. So the crowds we got up there in Minnesota were unbelievable for Division II basketball. I mean, you get four, five, six thousand people at a game. It really was a very neat environment. I mean, when you think about Indiana and how many Division I schools we have in this state, um, and then you think they had three states up there, and at that time in 1998-99, there's only one Division I school. Uh, people took a lot of pride in Division II basketball, so it was fun to be up there and play at that level. Um, and then I went to then I transferred and went to Olney Central College in Southern Illinois, and uh, got exposed to junior college basketball. And the level of play at that at junior college—that's the most athletic level of basketball I've ever played at. Um, we, you know, it was, it was absolutely, absolutely uh, tremendous for me. And in practice, I, I every day I guarded two guards. One named Frank Richards. He played at Kansas State. The other one was an Indianapolis Northwest. A uh, young man named Brandon Clemens, 
who ended up leaving Olney and going to play for Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, you know, I've got to play against a lot of great athletes. So. You, you, you know, you know it, it's cold in Indiana. I'm assuming uh, it was probably colder up there where you played uh, that first year. Oh man, that was a that 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 kind of cold was something I hadn't felt before. That was that's the real deal cold up there, and uh, I, I remember I remember that uh, I remember that it was freezing. Coach, when when you were growing up, besides you know following your dad's teams and and Frankfurt and all that, did you have a favorite uh, basketball uh, college basketball team that you followed or NBA team that you followed or enjoyed watching? Uh. You know, I was always I always enjoyed watching the Pacers, Reggie Miller, and that whole crew, and what they were able to get done. I always enjoyed following them back in back in those days. So NBA wise, it was definitely the Pacers. Uh, college wise, I liked following my dad's players wherever they would go play at. Um, I know I was a little young when Jeff Moe went to Iowa and played up there on those great teams, but uh, you know, and then I know we had he coached Travis Trice there at Princeton, and Travis went to Purdue uh, for two years and then transferred to Butler. So I would always kind of be cheering on where Dad had players. At. Those are the schools I would cheer on. But you know, I, I like IU. I'm, I like to um, support IU and follow them. And just, but I'm, I'm a fan of of all Indiana schools. I just, I'm not, I don't. Uh, I'm a fan of my team. I guess number one. <laughs> so, so tell us, you know, you you end up playing at McKendree University. Uh, what was the? Uh, tell us a little bit about the transition into coaching. Yeah, yeah. So I had two great uh, playing seasons at McKendry. We won my junior year. We were 30-5. and five. We ended up ranked fourth in NAI Division One in the country. My senior year, we went 34-4, and four, and we got to the a final four of the national tournament, ended up ranked second in the country my senior year. So that was, uh, you know, just had a great experience in two years of playing there, a whole lot of winning and doing things the right way and playing with great guys. And then, um, you know, I was coming back to Indiana in July of 2003. I was back in my parent, uh, my parents' house in Santa Claus, and I was applying for jobs in Indiana. And that was my plan, was to go immediately into high school basketball coaching in Indiana. So I uh, graduated from McKendry back in Indiana looking for a job, getting some calls, getting pretty close on some jobs. And then I get a call on one June evening in 2003, and Coach, Coach Statham. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. He's calling. I wonder, he's probably just checking in to see how I'm doing, see how the job search is going. Well, I talked to him that night, and he said that our assistant coach had left, and uh, our assistant at McKendry had left the school and went back to his hometown, and that he had a uh, position open on his staff, and he would like me to come back and be the assistant coach. And I didn't think too long about it. I was like, you know, I'd be thrilled to do that. So that's how I ended up back over there. And, um, so it was, you know, and then just kind of just got going from there and just, uh, you know, we had a lot of success for a long time and it was, it was great. It was a tremendous experience. You know, you have a beautiful family. How hard is it to juggle coaching and to be, and to also have a great family life? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's not easy. I'll say that right now. Um, especially, uh, being a head coach and there's a lot of responsibilities that, that come along with that but uh, you know my wife does a tremendous job my wife Erica she graduated from McKendry in 2005 we got married in 2007 and uh, she she knows the lifestyle and does an absolutely uh, tremendous job with our my two sons he's uh, I have one son that's eight year old and another one that's two years old so she she's a again she's a backbone just like my mom was when I was growing up my wife she she does a tremendous job for our family and works very hard 
And uh, but it's not easy. I mean, you know, you got to be away a lot, uh, whether it's recruiting or whether it's some of these long uh, road trips for the games where you're you're gone for a couple nights because you're out on the road and things like that. So uh, it's a lifestyle, and it's definitely not a lifestyle for everybody. But it's you know, I kind of grew up in the basketball world, so I know how it works. And uh, so for me, it's just it's just life. It's the way it is, and I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do every day. My family enjoys it. My wife loves the games. My my uh, sons they enjoy coming out so um, you know it works for us might not work for everybody but it, it the, the lifestyle does work for for me Eric and Erica I just now just didn't put it together until yeah. now that's pretty awesome yeah. how that how that worked out yeah <laughs> so what what do you consider yourself when you walk into the uh, the gym and it, you know it's you know when you first got the job did you are you more defensively minded because of your dad or uh, you know um, and how do you transfer that over to coaching and offense so my dad was a big defensive coach uh, that he really prided himself in in uh, his defensive philosophy and and training like I said training players to really be good defenders so I have that experience in my background and I also have an experience with coach Statham coach Statham uh, his team back in the 80s, they led the whole country, all divisions in scoring. I think they averaged 105 points a game maybe back in, like, 1988. So Coach Statham was a very high-octane offensive coach. So I have two um, different uh, styles in my background. And uh, so, you know, I, I definitely wanted to combine both those and uh, and still be a fast-paced, uh, high-octane uh, offensive team, but really – uh, dig in on the defensive end and, and get guys to buy in that hey we got to get stops and so coming up here uh, to IUK it was very interesting because they were a, a very good offensive team the year before I got here 2017-2018 they averaged 89 points per game uh, they could really score they have they you know that that was their that was their mo they could they could score and and uh, and they did that very well they also gave up 89 points per game so it was 89-89 uh, the year before I got there. So I really wanted to work hard. I knew we had an offensive-minded team coming up here uh, when I got here, but I thought it was very important to really get after it defensively. Uh, got, you know, players are motivated by offense. They, they want to score. Um, but defense, not so much. I think that a lot of that comes from the coach and how he presents it. So I thought we did a really good job this year. On uh, we, I think this year we gave up 77 points per game, which that's not exactly where we want to be, but it was a big improvement from the previous year and uh you know still kept our offensive average at about 88 points per game so uh we're moving in the right direction we still have more work to do and uh but i i want to be you know i want to i want to be a good combination but i guess if you make me say uh which way i'm going to go i mean i i want to i want to guard well i definitely want to play good defense and and just play a fun uh fast-paced style of basketball up and down you know, being a head coach, do you find yourself still in being the coach mode? Do you find yourself this year with your team that you were you were like a brother to some of the kids that play for you, or kind of a father figure that kind of play uh, uh, to those that play for you? I think you have to. I think you have to be a little bit of of that. You know, the father figure in some cases for sure. And uh, you know, that's why I want it to be. Uh, I want to be approachable to kids. I want to um, uh, develop great relationships with my guys. I want them to know I'm, I'm here for you. And, uh, you know, I want to see you get your degree. I want to see you succeed academically. I want to see you succeed on the court. 
and uh, whatever we can do here at IUK, whatever I can do, um, I'm, I'm here for you. So I think developing relationships was very important. I think that went well this year. Um, I tried really hard with it. I know our assistant coach did an absolutely tremendous job, Roosevelt Jones, um, of, of working really hard with our guys um, on the court and off the court. And uh, so I think it was a really healthy balance this year. But I mean, yeah, it's a different, it's a different, uh, you know, it's a different seat when you go from assistant coach to head coach. So there was definitely some adjustments. I, I, I scratched my head on how I was going to handle situations more this year than any of my previous years coaching. Um, because obviously when you're the head coach, the buck stops here and, uh, you know, your decisions can have a lot of impact on, on your program. So, uh, I tried to really, uh, think things out and, uh, but overall it was, like I said, I think I was prepared. I, I didn't jump into this too early. So when you're on the sidelines, coach, uh, do you find yourself kind of thinking, uh, you've said something, you've done something and you're like, Oh wow, I guess, uh, uh, I, I never thought I would do that. Uh, coach Statham did that, or I don't think I would ever do that. Coach Shellhouse used to do that, or your dad used to do that. Do you find yourself kind of catching yourself kind of, uh, uh, adding a little combo of all those that you've been around in the game while you're coaching? No question about it. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, you know, like I watch film and see myself, and uh, or I have people come to games, especially up here in Indiana, and they're they'll be like, "Man, I, I see I see some of your dad in you," and uh, I'm like, "Really?" I was like, "That's been a while, that's been a long time ago," and uh, or Coach Statham certainly, you know, I have some tendencies from him as well, and Coach Shellhouse. So uh, yeah, I think I picked up stuff from all those guys. Those are some of the biggest influences in my in my life. So uh, there's definitely things that that I've got a little bit from each guy. I'm I'm pretty intense. Uh, on you know during the games I am pretty intense but uh, that's that's my style that's that's the way I am. So. Do you stomp your feet? Uh yeah every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that's, that's, that's probably that's probably in the DNA that stomp there a little bit it's in my DNA. So, uh, yeah I've heard about that. So, what do you have coming back for next year's team? Give us a little bit of what what happens once once you've you know you've uh, the basketball season's over. I mean, what do you do now to get prepared for next year's uh, season? Well, there's a lot. Uh, number one, when when season's over for college basketball coaches, you're you're recruiting. If you have any uh, spots you need to fill for the the following year, you're you're hitting the hitting the ground running on recruiting pretty hard also scheduling is a big part of the job and uh so, so i've been working on that as well and then kind of preparing for camps in the summertime and uh, and all the way through you're with your players every night we're going to study tables or we're going to gym for workouts or weight workouts or things like that so uh it's still it still stays very busy it's just a it's a different type of busy um but uh but yeah so we're 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 moving right along we have a very experienced team returning next year uh, we actually didn't graduate anybody that, that really contributed to uh, our on-court success this year. So on the court, everybody's returning. Um, so, you know, there's a couple pieces that we've added in our recruiting that I think we needed to add. But for the, for a large majority, our team will be very, very similar uh, personnel-wise uh, as it was last year. Uh, we have an All-American uh, guard uh, named Traquan Spivey. He's from Warren Central uh, High School. He, he completed his sophomore year this year. He averaged, I don't know, 18, 19 points a game. He was an, uh, he just had a tremendous sophomore year. He went over the 1,000-point mark. Um, he, he was a really, really good player for us. Uh, another player we have returning is uh, Antoine Clifton. 
Uh, he's from Avon High School. He'll be a senior next year. This past year, he averaged about 18 points for us. He's a swing man, about 6'4", really good player. And Akil McClain uh, is, a, is a third uh, kind of a shooting guard for us from Hammond, Indiana. And he had a, he had a great year, about 17 points per game, first team all-conference and big year. So we have a lot of pieces returning. Um, uh, we have a very good center, Deshaun Hampton, about 6'5", from Speedway, Indiana, the second in the country in block shots and, and extremely, extremely athletic. Had a tremendous uh, sophomore year this past year for us. So a lot returning. Uh, we're, we're really excited about it. What's it like working at a school that you're at with – is a pretty tight budget. Oh, I mean, you have to work around uh, that. You know, you, you got to figure out your budget and figure out how, how to make it work. Um, so, I mean, our school, there's a lot of great things happening here at IU Kokomo. Um, athletics is new, uh, so they're they're adding teams all the time. I think we have a women's soccer team that they're going to kick off next year. Um, baseball, they just added uh, last year was their first year, so this was their second year, and they had a tremendous season this year. They got conference tournament uh championship there a championship uh the conference tournament and ended up losing but it was a really really good season for them so all sports our volleyball program uh is really really had a lot of success so we, we have successful programs that are young across the board and uh we're actually they're building right now today they're breaking ground on a new gym on campus for us so uh, we got a brand new gym being built right now so a lot of really, really good things um, and moving in the right direction. Uh, Budget-wise, it's just like any other small school. I mean, we have a budget, you know, and the budget's getting better all the time. But, yeah, we have to work within it. But, um, but you know, we did we did well this year. And we, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's healthy. It's a healthy place to be. A lot of good things happening up here. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. How hard it is, how hard is it for scheduling? Scheduling is, is, <laughs> that's funny you asked that question because I got here uh, last fall and everybody's calling wanting to play. Everybody. I mean, I'm getting called. You want to play? You want to play? You want to play? I kind of held off a little bit on scheduling. I was like, I want to see where we're at, you know, before I fill my schedule up here. We start winning this year and winning and winning. Like you said, we ended up going 19-0 and at home this year. And scheduling got a lot tougher really quick when we started having success this year and started winning home games. Now people, you know, don't want to don't want to come – our way as much and so it gets to be a little bit more tricky but uh so yeah so that that's that's been um something that we've had to work on but i think we have a good schedule for next year we got it's very competitive and uh you know we got some really good uh really nice d1 exhibition games next year i can't i can't tell you what they are right now i'll be able to tell you here real soon but we got two really nice ones that is great for our program uh, a couple of good in-state uh division one division one games next year which will be a great experience for our guys so, so uh, we've been working on it. Coach, what I, – I know we've kept you a little long and we appreciate your time, but what do you think is the state of basketball, be it high school, be it AAU, be it college, what do you think the state of basketball is in in the state of Indiana? I mean, I've been around. I've been out of Indiana for a long time, and now to get back over here and kind of just see see where everything's at. You know, it's still Indiana high school basketball. I spent more time at, at tournament at high at the at the state tournament this year than I have the previous twenty years probably. And this this state, they still love their basketball um, in high school basketball, college basketball, all levels, and it's still healthy. And the coaching in this state is very, very, very good. Um, I've seen other states. I've seen what they have, and it's it's very good coaching. 
It's good playing. We have a lot of talent up and down all levels of college basketball in Indiana. So uh, to me, Indiana basketball is alive. It's healthy. I saw pictures in gyms, uh, I think all different kinds of Seymour, Washington. I saw pictures of packed uh, packed gyms in Indiana for the tournament. So I know we hear different things, but my perspective and from being out of Indiana, from growing up in Indiana, being away for 20 years, being back now, I think it's still special. I think people still love it here. It still means a great deal to, to everybody. And like I said, I think they have great coaches uh, at all levels. And I think uh, that we have very good and, and uh, deep talent in this state. Coach Eric Ackelbarger, thank you so much for your time. I know uh, we've been trying to do this for about three weeks, but for unseen circumstances, uh, uh, but I'm glad that uh, we got together. I'm sure that everyone will enjoy. I thank you so much, and I, I wish you the best of luck on this upcoming season as the head coach of the Indiana University Kokomo Cougars. Thank you very much, Billy. I appreciate your time. Great talking with you and catching up.